without rehearsing. All right, everybody, welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast. My name is Gene. That's Jason. Jason. Yes. Today, we are going to talk about the funk and get the funk out. That's right. That's right. We're going to try not to easy twist there, our tongue Gene. and, and cuss. <laughs> easy. Be easy, Gene. Be easy. We have a great story, everybody, about um, Jason and I going to Florida one time. And there's a place down there that Jason particularly likes called um, Fudpuckers. And uh, <laughs> we went there one time, and I accidentally said the wrong way, and Jason laughed for about a half hour. <laughs> well, the funny part was you was you trying to correct yourself, and it still <laughs> kept coming out wrong, and it was just it was hysterical. It was like I don't know. It's like when a a, a youth leader or a pastor messes something up, and screw, you know we've all seen those videos where they say something they're not supposed to say, and they yeah. make it worse by trying to correct. It was just funny. It was my, just one of those. My- I have the weirdest brain and I blame it on my dad's side. I mean, because it's a long line of hillbilly North Georgia folks. And, uh, you know, your dad's from the South. I, I, I didn't oh yeah. But you just, <laughs> the, the way that my brain works, it has this weird glitchy thing. Like for, okay. Great example is, you know, about this, my, um, inability Sorry. to separate George Harrison from Harrison Ford. I don't know what it is. <laughs> how, many so times, Jason, how many times, Jason, have I said one or the other or mixed the two names up just in ra- random conversation trying to say, I-, I-, I love that Harrison Ford song, While My Guitar Gently Weaves. You know, you mean George Harrison? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, oh, I-, I realize there's Harrison in both the names, but. Well, that's what it is. It's just a, it's, it's a name thing. I mean, it's just how your brain associates you. To, I mean, we all have that issue. But they're you nothing know. related to each other. <laughs> no, but except for the fact that there's Harrison in it, though. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of related phonetically. So that's what your brain does. Right. But anyway, meanwhile. <laughs> back to I, the funk master. The... Jay, funk master Jason is going to be his so, name for this episode. You know, my my journey into this realm started, you know, I went I went to a pretty multicultural high school, too. Um, wait, wait, hold on. Back up, if you don't mind. What? Um. Jason's going to give us the oh yeah sorry the lowdown of what funk is R and B for those of us who are pale skinned or just don't listen to funk music, and um, wow. Jason has a good idea of what the old uh, well, funk R and B is about. You know, um, riding around in mom's car ever since I was little can remember. Uh, there's always been you know funk and R and B on. Um, you know, mom loves her some Jeffrey Osborne, some George Benson. Um, some of that stuff, um, but also your cool in the gang, Gap Band, Daz Band, mm-hmm. um, you know. So I made a playlist, uh, yeah. you know, of all all things of, that remind me of that called Cutlass Supreme, which was a car that my mom drove and loved back in the day. So um, it's a great car, you know. There there are, you know, there are a lot of bands. Obviously, you know, I mentioned the Gap Band. Everybody knows them for "You Dropped a Bomb on Me," but they've got other songs that are all very similar sounding. You know, right why you want to hurt me early in the morning, you know, those kind of things. The Daz band has let it whip. Everybody knows that one. Whip it, baby. What, is whip the Gap band the, is that the band that had three um, black guys that wore cowboy hats? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, it's hard for me to love visualize their, it. Love their videos. I've seen some of their videos. Them, you, know. <laughs> um, you know, but then you've got the Commodores, a big influential uh, group from back then, which obviously Lionel Richie, wrote all those songs he was in the commodores and he mm-hmm. moved on to a solo career so everybody forgets you know brick house and and um easy you know that song 
um, were all Commodore songs and they sound very country. Some of them sound a little country and that's why he, you know, he could make that. He was brilliant. Brilliant. Well, I know I've, I've heard him speaking a lot of times. He'll say how he had more than just the R and B or blues. influence. You know, he was from Uh, Alabama. So, right. Yeah. I mean, he definitely had a Southern style to it. And And I'm sure Elvis was huge on him. Yeah, of course, as he was on a lot of people. And it was evident and, you know, like take the song he did with, um, uh, Alabama with the group Alabama. Did he really? Uh, I didn't know about uh, that. Deep River Woman, that song. That's ah. uh, Lionel wrote it and did it with the group Alabama. I mean, how awesome was that? You know, one of the most right. storied groups in music. And um, anyway, back to you know, what we're saying though. So the Commodores are, you know, a big influence. I'm just kind of looking at my, my um, list here, you know, the, mostly hanging out in the seventies, you would say funk and R and B kind of had its, much like our our past conversation it's heyday in the 70s 80s kind of era um it never went away obviously r&b never went away but the funk and r&b part of it um, the very you know, parliament type of you know yeah that, you know, type thing where we're gonna have 70 people on stage you know people playing every instrument is amazing like did it sort of coincide or parallel with the disco movement yeah you could say it was kind of a a supplement to that now i will say i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here probably offend some people um but r&b funk and r&b was definitely more musically creative and deep than disco ever was um mm-hmm. now you know minus some groups like your bgs and things like that that actually had hits before disco right they were um, disco from the beginning they, no, they weren't. Um, you know, you you look at the late '60s stuff, and people even, it's hard for them, except for the sound of his of, you know, the Gibb Brothers' voice. It, you wouldn't know it was the Bee Gees. Um, right. But you got you got groups like Shalimar. Um, and what do they sing? Uh, they've got. Um, let me get to the. Uh, well, see, I just want to play it, but I know we can't do that on here, right? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we probably could, but you know, you don't want to take that yeah. chance. Um, Shalimar is another one of those groups. Um, what was the other group? I was, oh, Midnight Star. Everybody remembers Midnight Star. Um, Freakazoid. I'll be your Freakazoid. Come on. And yeah, Think yeah. about roller skating songs. That's what a lot of this is, is roller skating to me. Um, you know, the, all right. And we have to mention the neighbors from the frozen north of Minnesota, Minneapolis, Prince probably the greatest R&B songwriter period. To did me. he come, I'm sorry, did he come out of that movement? Was he like, yeah, I mean, he know? stayed in it. Yeah. And he wrote a lot for, I mean, he wrote for everybody. So. I don't know why. Maybe it's because he, by the time I knew of him and knew his stuff, it was a I mean, lot was, more commercial. You it's know still I mean? R&B though. Yeah. It's still yeah. R&B, but it was very pop R&B. Um, but it was still, if you listen to it, you know, obviously it's, it's deeper, but you can always tell a Prince written song. Like even mm-hmm. when somebody else does it and somebody tells you it's Prince, you're like, yeah, I can hear Prince in that. What Very was his distinct. association with that? Um, the time. Okay. Morris day in the time. That was going to be my next friend. They are oh, also yeah. from, they are also from Minneapolis. So they're both from Minneapolis. Um, you know, they're both, you know, he wrote all their music. Um, Did he? So the, the bird um, jungle love, all those songs were all rent, Prince written. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, you can just hear it. And when you think about it, you listen to it, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's definitely Prince. That, uh, that makes sense because of his um, his heavy guitar um, background. 
goes right along with the funk genre. Yeah, I'm going to say his heavy instrumental background altogether. Or his, yeah, yeah. I mean, he could play anything. I mean, that man was... Yeah. The losses, you know, in the past 15 years was Prince. Um, Sheila E. was also his prodigy as well. Um, hmm. uh, interestingly enough, she played the drums backwards because she played watching her dad. So she set them up to mirror her dad. So they're backwards of the normal setup. Interesting. Um, but very much a percussionist and one of the best. Um, yeah. So that's kind of later. Now, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, I, I mean, you could go into here and start listing, you know, Al B. Sure and, you know, Jody Watley and Janet Jackson and the R&B side of this, you know, or even our older songs of, of New Edition um cameo you know word up the song word up um but you got to go back to you know you've got to go back to say true r&b rhythm and blues is what it stands for so there's a blues aspect to it so you look back at your your some of your foundation aretha franklin you know that 60s style that kind of pushed it on into you know your temptation so there's a lot of Mm. Motown involved in this. So you cannot have R&B or even funk without the Motown influence. Um, that Detroit, you know, sound. Um, well, funk specifically, was that parliament? Did they kind of invent that genre? For, no, no, I don't think George so. Clinton? I think it just kind of, I think it just kind of evolved. Uh, um, we just think of George Clinton in parliament um, because. Yeah. Flashlight. Mm. yeah or you know atomic dog and songs like that great great but if you listen to it musically it's just really deep yeah yeah when i think of funk and r&b i think of earth wind and fire okay Um, yeah uh earth wind and fire to me is one of those groups now they were recently honored at kennedy center honors um they sing september i forget yep yep okay um september you're a shining star um after the love i mean there's so many songs earth wind and fire did um you know and to me they are the epitome of we're gonna have a massive band on stage and we're just gonna you know do this i mean and but if you listen to the music it's just so deep you know as far as like its complexity and everything else you know it's not just a cool dance song there's a reason that song and a lot of these songs persist over time is because they've got the quality of, of, of composition. We'll call it that way. Let's get a little deep here, you know? Um, But if you get, if you get earlier, you know, Gladys Knight and the Pips um, kind of that same kind of strain of sixties to seventies, because it's like any other genre, it kind of evolves out of something else. Um, Because I mean, we could go into, um, when, when we're, we're talking about, we mentioned Shalimar earlier, probably the most recognizable song to you is dancing in the sheets from the footloose soundtrack. Oh yeah. Yeah. When they're all dancing at the, the restaurant and get in trouble, you know, um, that's Shalimar. So it's that kind of sound. Um, and then we got, you, you can camp out on the eighties side of it too, DeBarge. Um, right. Rhythm of the night from DeBarge, the beat of the rhythm of the night, right? Was kind of very, or who's Johnny, which is from short circuit soundtrack, yeah. Um, but all right, 
so we get back to this. You go to, I like to camp out on people like Prince and stuff like that because they, they kind of kept it going because even Prince's rock stuff <clears throat> that we think of has an R&B kind of funky sound to it. And a lot of that was the percussion or his guitar playing, which, you know, was, I don't know if people saw the uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing where he came out and played with a bunch of people and Prince blew him off the stage. And we're talking Clapton, whoever else was on that stage and Prince just rose above all of them. And it was just, it was magic to watch. And that's just Prince. It just, for lack of a better term, it just oozed out of Prince. You know, music just oozed out of him. Um, so I think there are people that kind of kept it going through the years, but that's why it's hard to define it. Like, you know, funk when you hear it, but it's easier right. to define it with artists because it's still R and B, but it's, it's more of a, it has a rock of, aspect to it. Yeah. It's got a rock aspect. It's, it's a little, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to hear as many ballads, right. <laughs> you know, you're going to hear stuff that you want to dance to. I mean, it's got that kind of you know, feeling, you know, you could even put power station in there. Some like it hot. Well, Um, you know, that, that there's a lot of. Right. Right. I guess one way that I look at it as an outsider might be that um, when I think for instance, parliament funk, I think urban. Yeah. um, You know, kind of dancing, hanging out, having a big party type thing, as opposed to, for instance, the Mississippi Delta blues. I think of that more of rural, um sharecropper you know or ascended from field holler type stuff yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah. um because you could there are some bands that were kind of disco that were sort of funk ish right i'm gonna go out on a limb here anybody listening and i'm gonna say casey and sunshine band had a bit of a funk to them Mm -hmm. um if you listen to their stuff you know average white guys average white band yeah that's what (laughs) that's what i said i'm kidding Um, um well, hey, I've got a list for you here. Maybe I can jar okay. a little bit of yeah, memory yeah, yeah. for you here. Um, according to this website, um, Oral Crave. Oral Clay Crave. Um, anyway, here's some of the – well, we didn't mention the Godfather of Soul, James Brown. Right, of course. Yeah, I mean, that, that's uh, the same Aretha Franklin-type strain. Yeah. And another Georgia boy, too, James. Um, yeah. Sly Stone of Sly Sly Family Stone. That's what I was going to get to is that's part of, that's that San Francisco side of that. Mm. They were part of that hate Ashbury San Francisco scene that you don't hear about as much. Sly and the Family Stone. Yeah. Uh, Tex or Joe Tex. Okay. Haven't heard of him. Um, Of course, George Clinton, Parliament. Uh, War. um, War. Yep. Another one. Yep. Uh, The Ohio Players. Yeah. I was going to get to them. They're actually on my list. Okay. Uh, the yeah. Isley Brothers. I don't know if you mentioned yep. them yet. Yep. The Isley Brothers. Definitely another one. That's a good one. I don't recall Grand Central Station. Um, Grand Central might. Station? Yeah, Graham. Uh, Graham Central Station. No, I don't recall it either. Um, you know, there are some oddballs that are kind of R&B um, mm-hmm. that aren't really as funk R&B, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say from Philadelphia, one of the most famous bands from Philadelphia, groups from Philadelphia, Hall & Oates actually were r&b interesting um, yeah that's why they didn't know where to play them originally i thought um, they were from boston the radio. for some reason no they're from philadelphia gotcha i think hall i think daryl hall lives in the boston area now though yeah i think that's where he does his live show which is a great show by the way right yeah live from daryl's house um how about bootsy collins you know him yep 
Yep. Oh um, gosh. Yeah. Oh dude. That's you talk about. Yeah. Bass player extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, of course you said the Commodores earth, wind yep. and fire. Um, cool in the gang. Another good one. Yep. Yep. That's what I mentioned. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> I mean, he sort of became the funny man of music for a while. Uh, Rick James, you know? Yeah. Well, he's definitely in there though. He's definitely, he's definitely talented. Funk. He's definitely funky. You know, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I sort of feel like Rick James is probably kind of how things progressed, you know, from that seventies over toward the print side of things in the eighties, you know, he was sort of like the bridge to getting to more sort of the Prince side of yeah, things. Yeah, sort maybe. of. Yeah, I mean, I do well. Yeah, I but, mean, Prince was doing it on his own, but yeah. Yeah, um, well, I I mean, like a related type deal. Right. There's, you know, I because you look at bands like I would say say the Chai Lights and stuff like that that are still more they're R and B but they're more I don't know what you want to call it Temptation sounding R and B. So. You know, the song, have you seen her? Tell me, have you seen her? You know, yeah, yeah. that kind of sort of morphs into it. Kind of ha still has kind of a, a 60s sound, but it kind of mo morphs into the 70s. And there's, right. you know, you could just, it's it's a different kind of, for funk to me, it's a different kind of percussion sound, um, which is why I say Prince perfected it. Because, I mean, Prince is all about the percussion. If you, you hear that percussion, you know it's a Prince song. Um we failed to mention Stevie Wonder, by the way. Right. Stevie was one that I was going to put on there. As, Little Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Stevie Wonder, to me, was one of those pioneers. Um, still, I mean, a pioneer mm -hmm. is still alive, but he's, you know, definitely of a time frame where, you know, he he made the Hammond, you know, B3 organ and all that stuff that he would just, I mean, think about Sir, you know, Sir Duke and all that that are just it's just very another musically yeah. deep artist you know you know an interesting one for me this there's a band that i'm thinking of let's see if you could come up with who i'm thinking of okay you will if i mention their their decade but a, a band that sort of transcends in a lot of ways they're almost a tribute band to funk but they're definitely funk um i guess in a lot of ways and they sort of how can i say i can't even say it without giving away but they dived into the alt rock scene but they were but they were probably one of the few alt rock bands that people would consider to be a funk band in a lot of ways hmm. guess i'm not getting it i know you'll I'll kick myself when you tell me but uh under the bridge Oh uh, well, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot yeah. Chili Peppers. If ever there was a band from uh, that era, they were one of the few bands from that era that was sort um, of taken, you know. Yeah, I got their start in the '80s, you know, and just. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, most people don't realize they were on the, uh, they were in the movie Thrashing about skateboarding back in the day. Huh. Uh, they were the local LA punk skater band. Uh huh. Uh, so they had a punk sound that kind of morphed with a little bit of a, you know, a, a funk to it as yeah, well. Whether well, their, their breakthrough was Stevie wonder um, cover. They did. Right. Higher well, yeah. Oh, and but, how about, um, go ahead. No, it's all right. I was going to say, um, Oh, the Ohio players. I think you mentioned them. Yep. Um, oh, how about, there's a few bands that I'm looking at on ranker here that, that sort of, you can hear it. It's sort of like, having a classic rock band nowadays uh mm -hmm. in living color from back in the 90s you know remember that band living color 
Oh, Living Color, not In Living not, Color. Sorry, not In Living Color. <laughs> in Living Color was the I show. said In Living Color, I meant Living uh, Color. Living Color is definitely rock. Um, but it had that yeah. as, you know, I guess they had some funk influence. Yeah, but man, they were just oh, still called the personalities to me. One, of, It's my one of my top 10 rock songs of all time. Mm. Um, Chic. Yeah. Uh, then um, Carl Carlton's in there. Um, you know, the Jacksons had some funk as much as I don't want to talk about them. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. You know, no you question. A, the Jackson five were a, they were a band of their time for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, you get, you have a lot of blues funk influenced people. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would uh, say that Robert, uh, Robert Palmer definitely had a funk uh, influence. Um hmm as a you know a white british guy but uh he you know i mean you look at songs like sneaking sally through the alley um stuff like that it's definitely balanced it's just got that little that bass lick uh tower of power is another one um i already mentioned george benson um turn your love around uh you know who they had uh, funk had an influence on as well who another band we'd mentioned before have you ever seen the Parliament Live show where they're on stage and they're there? They have the two, um, the two ladies that are singing with them. I don't know if yeah, you've ever seen that on YouTube uh, or I've wherever. Seen, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them live before. So yeah. Oh, you saw Parliament? Okay. Yeah. Um, the two ladies, the African American ladies, they um, they later were on um, Stop Making Sense with uh, the Talking Heads. If you yep. watch that movie, those two ladies were the two same two ladies that were they sang with Parliament. Yeah. Funkadelic back in the day. I mean, you know, that's a good that's a good band to mention that had influence. Yeah, uh, that, that was uh, influenced by funk. Um, we don't really think of them; we think of them as progressive '80s music. Right. But they had their start in the '70s. Oh, but you could definitely hear it. You can definitely hear the funk in them. That, that's what I'm saying. So it, it mm-hmm. kind of, I mean, I I think of one that was an early rap type band, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah. Um, for sure. You know, um, we can kind of see how it started the early hip hop rap when it was just rap. Um, you know, Grandmaster Flash, um, Sugar Hill Gang, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can see a bit of influence into that. Um, well, you could tell too. Uh, that was one other thing that I was going to mention as a as I, I don't I don't know if you would call it a tree branch as hip hop came along, especially yeah. like it seemed like maybe not as much as the late eighties with bands like Run DMC, but um, yeah, when you got into bands of the nineties like Will Smith and um some other of the bands that would use sampling when that became huge yeah like like we mentioned another episode like you heard these songs and then like for instance um you would you you would hear some of these old um r&b like i would go back and hear some of the funk or r&b songs and i'd be like wait a minute i know this i know this rhyme or or i know this beat i know this rhythm and i know this beat where have i heard it from and then you hear, oh, it was in that rap song that I heard in 1997. Right. You know, like yeah. And it makes you discover the other band. Yeah. You're like, oh, hey, you know. Like the car wash uh, song. You know, I think somebody said yeah. that one. I mean, think about it. All right. I got to I gotta go with the person that sang with Rufus, Shaka Khan. Oh, good old Shaka to Khan. Me, to me, another Atlanta native. Um, Shaka, to me, Great had voice. that kind of, that, well, just, yeah, powerful voice, you know. Um, aside from, you know, Ain't Nobody and. And, uh, you know, the other song she had that was big um, mm-hmm. back in the day, but she had other, you know, I feel for you, that song. 
you, you hear that and it's got that boom, deck, boom, deck, boom, deck, you know, it's that kind of offbeat kind of percussion that's very funk inspired to me. Um, yeah. Here, here's, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, is, there, is this a, a harsh reality of it in a lot of ways that hip hop sort of was? I don't know if it's a, I know funk is still around, but in a lot of ways, has hip hop and pop kind as they sort of, you know, drowned out rock? Have they kind of drowned out funk? Well, pop is always there. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, that came up out of the 60s, honestly, pop music. Mm. Um, but I think it can. I think funk, you'll every now and then you hear a band and it almost sounds refreshing because you're like, oh man, that's kind of funk sound. Mm. Um, and that's kind of why, because it, it has kind of gotten lost to the annals of time. Um, but I would say there's there's still elements out there there's still bands every now and then they'd be like whoa you know what is that like you could argue bands like um what's the one that i thought was stevie wonder when i first heard it um jamiroquai um oh yeah jamiroquai yeah you know i thought that was a stevie wonder song that first song they had a virtual insanity i was like yeah. stevie wonder just make a new song oh my gosh no <laughs> you know but you hear he that was, yeah he was definitely an anomaly during that period um you know and i would say even Heck, even Beck, you can hear some funk in his music. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, Beck is one of those people that, and Beck appreciates all kinds of music, and sure. you can hear it in his sound. Um, but um, like I could have easily heard, and I know we all remember Beck's first hit, "Loser." Yeah, I could have easily heard that song done a little bit different by Parliament. Mm. Um, but I don't know if it's whew, thunder out here. Um, but you know, to me, there are a lot of kind of bands like that. I mean, you could even say Maroon 5's first album. I was just thinking of Maroon 5. Yeah, the, Maroon 5 kind of had a funk R&B type. Adam Levine, you know. you know, their music isn't really for me. I, heard no, a few, me either, I hear a few but... songs every now and then I like okay, but I'm, knowing Adam and seeing him on the show The Voice, you know, you can tell that he appreciates and he he has that yeah. influence. And his voice, he could have easily made it in the 70s with his voice. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's definitely very, uh, you know, very influenced by that. I mean, the song Sunday Morning, that could have been done. I mean, that could have almost been, you know, done by a prince or somebody like that. You know, you could hear that, that sound to it. Um, yeah, I think there's... it's all kind of interesting um to me how we categorize things sometimes the categories don't come around until later until after the music's come out nobody right. not many people come out and say oh i'm now i'm this band no somebody else gives you that label take grunge for instance you know they didn't have that label until somebody gave it to them mm -hmm. um but you know you hear a song like she's a bad mamma jamma from carl carlton and it's like okay that's funk funk r&b um uh, or rock steady from the whispers you know it's like all, all these songs that just kind of you know pop out and make you want to go grab some roller skates and <laughs> you know go around the skate skating rink because that's what it means to me it's either yeah, riding yeah. a mom's car or going around the roller skating rink. so i get is it safe to say that funk music like I know that there's a few, there's a handful of songs where people can look back and they can say, "These songs here 
they were sort of the beginning of rock rock and roll you know yeah. it might be blue suede shoes some of the rockabilly songs you know but yeah. with funk i don't know if you can look back and say 1971 or whatever uh, i'm gonna go all right i'm gonna go out of limb here and i'm gonna just name one that i think was i'm gonna say sly and the family stone which song thank or you Mm-hmm. I want to thank you for letting me be myself okay. again. And that was in the 60s. You know, so. Late 60s then, roughly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right around the same time of the, you know, the classic rock mm-hmm. kind of antithesis was this stuff coming out, you know, of a lot of the same areas, too, because there was just so much music oozing through that. And I mean, if you listen to it, mm-hmm. Sly and the Family song, Stone are very, you know, very musically talented. Very no, deep. for sure. You know, and came out of that San Francisco scene where a lot of bands, you know, back with the Grateful Dead and, yeah. and other musically talented, you were, um, you know, Crosby, Stills, Nash, all these, I mean, all these bands that came out of originally San Francisco, your hate Ashbury scene that you, you don't think of that for funk, but that they did come out of there. Right. Um, and yeah, I would say that's the first one I can think of. There might be somebody listening that says, no, 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 there's this song. And, I would say email us at this, but we don't have an email. Um, but uh, <laughs> actually, we do talk of the now um, at gmail.com. Okay. Talk of the now at gmail.com. If, if you have, uh, yeah, one word, no spaces. Um, mm-hmm. So if you, if you have any suggestions, please email us at that <laughs> or email Gene <laughs> at that address. But it, to me, that's no spam you know, mail people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the, to me and then somebody's like well what is the best you know the most funk song you can think of and i'm like i mean i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with you know something from parliament for me yeah um, i would say you know yeah i mean um make my funky people you know tear the <laughs> roof off the mud you know that kind of you know yeah at least that's what i enjoy when it comes you know to and, and yeah you, know, you could say that you could say I mean, celebration from Cool and Gang doesn't, doesn't. I mean, it is, but it's not funk as much. Um, Were there any bands? <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I know you know funk music, funk R and B, especially of the seventies, was kind of like you know the twin brother of rock music in a lot of ways, or the brother of rock music. Yeah. Um, w- but so a lot of times, you know, disco, for instance, I'm thinking about the Rolling Stones and some of those mm-hmm. bands that try to go dabble into the disco music. <laughs> were there any were there any funk bands that kind of crossbred you know what i mean like they sometimes they were kind of rock and roll sometimes they were kind of they were more so funk style i'm well, thinking I of mean, 70s not necessarily prince i know he's above yeah but. i mean he, yeah he just transcends all of it but um there's i don't know i think i mean we've already mentioned commodores commodores um, could be a good one yeah yeah because i mean brick house could easily be a disco song right um Probably I still was, love but, Lionel Richie stuff, even his solo yeah, stuff. That's what I'm saying. Everything he wrote was good. Um, but you know, I don't know. I'm thinking I was trying to think of the 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 bands that are not really funk R and B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I can't really say love or little feet, but um yeah, I mean that's that's the first one that comes to my head is for successful crossing back and forth would be the Commodores. Right. So, okay. 
you okay we we this has been coming on going thing you talk about with records um which mm-hmm. funk albums do you own now vinyl albums oh goodness. do you have do you have many i do have some um well i've got i mean i've got uh what's it ice cream castle from the time um so more stay in the time that's the one with jungle love and the bird on it uh let's see i've got a bunch of cool in the gang albums um i was gonna say silver connection but that's that's disco um and that's just because it was number their song fly robin fly was number one on my birthday um but uh let's see i've got i've got a few i mean obviously I got prince albums um you know i found excellent copy of purple rain that still had the shrink wrap on the outside with the promotional sticker and the poster in it. Um, I found that at an antique mall. Um, But I would say probably, yeah, that's, that's the majority of it. I've got some Commodores. I've got, uh, or I got earthling fire too. I got some of the big ones. Um, I don't don't have any real obscure ones uh, for that matter. Yeah. I was, you know, one of the first, other than just casually hearing it growing up, one of my one of my first jobs out of college, I worked at a screen printing place. This is one of my anecdotes of my uh, being <laughs> um, influenced by funk music. I'd already known you for a couple of years, but um, I worked with a black guy at a screen printing shop, and uh, he was hilarious. He would, um, you know, he'd be over there putting the shirts on the little pads and and you know, pressing a squeegee across the, the whole day, but he had like a little transistor radio that was kind of like next to it. And I don't even remember what channel in Atlanta it was, but it was an all R and B like channel, you know, and it, it, they would play the, you know, they, they, they didn't mix in any rapper um, hip hop stuff. It was just all R and B stuff. And after a while, you know, cause I'd just be over there doing my job and he'd have it cranked up pretty high. And I was like, that's pretty good sound of stuff. And then, mm-hmm. uh, he used to call uh, his morning coffee as battery acid. But uh, <laughs> for life of me, I can't remember the name, but he was a super cool guy. And I, I missed that guy. And I, I hope he's doing well wherever he is. But that was sort of my first influence. Other than what I, you know, growing up hearing things like September and, you know, you, everybody's heard like, you know, September and Sly, Sly and the Family Stone or whatever. But um, hearing some of the deep funk stuff, that was kind of like, you know, interesting. There, there's more to it than just Brick House. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Which Brickhouse is a great song. Yeah. um, Obviously, it's not my favorite Earth, Wind & Fire. But yeah, um, I think there's there's so many things you could, you could, I just wish we could play songs on here. (laughs) I could be like, oh, this song. It would definitely get you in the mood more, for sure. Um, So go out there and listen to it, people. uh, Go out and listen to it. Um, Find that funk. (laughs) You know. um, Get funk out. You know, for me, like, you want to think of a good funk song from a top band that's not their top song i would say shining star from from earth wind and fire hmm. and that start is just like oh it's just like classic bass lick for a funk song you and you know? said uh, you, you said you saw parliament one time right yeah was yeah. that in the early 80s with your parents <laughs> no that was in the 90s I was okay. in college. Oh, you went to college. Oh, they came to your college. Yeah, George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Yeah. They came to Troy, Clinton. Alabama. No, no, I just went and saw them, you know, during college time. Oh, sorry. Um, but yeah, 
it was it was an experience um, <laughs> you know i i think there's that one i mean of course i've seen cool in the gang a couple of times they actually played for coca-cola's 100th anniversary celebration at bobby dodd stadium uh-huh. in 1986 very nice um mom was not expecting it and her and the lady that used to live with us, Sherry, were so excited. They ran down to the railing and were just dancing along. I mean, it was it was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> you know, I was trying to remember who else played. Chuck Berry played that day. Um, no Chuck. You know, a bunch of, bunch of people like that played. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, wow. like I said, I could, we could sit here and go. I mean, Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind & Fire had success with, obviously, with um, – Phil Collins, when he did that song, Easy Lover. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, that high sound, that high voice. Um, so that song kind of had a rock funk to it. Um, but I don't know. There's, I, It's just one of those, it, it just makes you happy. You know, it's just that kind of music that's just, you can't be in a bad mood. And to me, and listen to Atomic Dog you know, or, or, uh, well, I think the funk, I think that, um, Funkadelic would agree with you that, uh, Parliament you know, would, would say that's just, the definition of it <laughs> or, or, you know, I mean, just any of that song, you, you just can't be in a bad mood and, and, and listen to thank you from, from Sly and the Family Stone. You can't be, right. you know, in a bad mood and listen to print, um, most prints, you know, I mean, really honestly, um, or for that matter, um, uh, what you call it? I've lost my my train of thought, Gene. Uh, <laughs> find it for me. Um, well, Morris Day in the time. I mean, come on, that man still has the same energy too. By the way, he was on some. They did some tribute to Prince. I think on in the Grammys the last time I watched it a few years ago. Because you know who cares? Mm-hmm. But um, he he did that. They did their two hit songs and i mean he just he was energetic as all get on the same same thing and and the man's old but you wouldn't know it you know um you know you just gotta love that kind of that kind of i mean you can get even get one of rick james's lesser known songs uh give it to me baby that song you know just funny everybody remembers that as the song that uh the the silly uh tv star boyfriend danced to at the party that embarrassed everybody um uh, and she's yeah. all that in the movie well, she's all that um you know give it to me baby dun, dun, dun. i mean just i was just looking at the the um the p-funk um yeah wants to get the funk wants to get funked up uh just the first verse i'm just going to read this just well i mean you won't even <laughs> hear this in any song nowadays good evening do not attempt to adjust your radio there is nothing wrong we have taken control as to bring you the special show. We will return it to you as soon as you are grooving. Welcome to the station WEFUNK, better known as We Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership, the Mothership Connection. Connection. <laughs> yes. home, home of the extraterrestrial brothers, dealers of funk music, P-Funk, uncut funk, the bomb. <laughs> Coming to you directly from the Mothership, top of the chocolate Milky Way, 500,000 watts of P-Funk power, so kick back, dig, while we do it to you in your in your eardrums. And me, I'm known as Lollipop, as, <laughs> as Lollipop Man, alias the long-haired sucker. My, my motto is, that's your cue, Jason. I can't remember. Make my <laughs> funk, you people. Oh, yes. Uh, or make my funk, the P-funk. I want a funk uncut. 
So anyway, it just it's funny and it's fun and it's just you know it's a good time. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, and it doesn't take itself too seriously. That's the key. That is true. You know what I mean? Honestly, I mean, how could you write that and you're not really taking it seriously? Well, you know, you got a great point there because I mean, not to pick on what I like to call white anger music of the early '90s. You know, like Puddle of Mud and um, yeah, bands yeah. like um, Stained. You know, oh, yeah, that's more late. Those are all late nineties, but yeah, yeah. Um, early, angry, I was angry, early, late nineties, um, early two thousands. Um, yeah, I was thinking because early nineties angry music was. No, uh, I meant late nineties, early two thousands. That, that yeah, I yeah. called that the angry white kind of uh, genre where they're. That we're or, trying or like to still even, we're trying to still keep alternative going, but it's or not like really, even industrial yeah. music where it's like all serious. Oh yeah, like Tool and and uh, you know, Nine some Inch good, Nails and there's yeah, some like, good like, stuff in that. I mean, there's some good music there. It's just, I, I, I just making a point that you're the funk yeah. stuff. It's, it's fun time. I mean, it was meant to be fun. It was meant to enjoy the music, right? You know, let the music kind of take over you, and you just kind of lose yourself in the music. And there's not, to me, that's that's one of the greatest things about music is how you can lose yourself in it, and it doesn't get much more than of that than you do with funk. You know. Yeah. Um, well, Jason, I think we've got the funk out here. Um, I think yeah, that, that I think we've covered this topic as much as we can. And and you got through it without screwing up the words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boom. <laughs> Whatever we forty minutes ain't up yet. So <laughs> maybe maybe we'll come back to some more music. We're not going to do like twelve episodes of music episodes. <laughs> we'll do some more. I mean, we've done this would be like three. I did one yesterday with another friend, Joe. We talked about uh, the Beatles. He was—he's really into the Beatles, and we talked about the uh, the Get Back. We did our sort of debriefing of Get Back, mm. and uh, and we just barely touched on it. Um, well, Jason, and, thanks for um, you know walking down Funk Street with me. Well, just um, remember, you know, there's no parking on the dance floor. Just no parking. <laughs> what else is going on in your life, man? Um, anything new? Any, you want to give uh, any exclusive content here for anybody that hung out with us for long? Exclusive content for people who lasted through our banter um you know nothing uh nothing really big going on just are you uh, reading anything or are you just living uh have you found a new show to watch or seen a new movie of recent uh nothing nothing that really jumps off the page at me um yeah. i watched some odd stuff but I had nothing really wasn't memorable enough for me to even recall um, no new cool purchases in your life no um no, no you haven't found any new cool albums in the last couple of weeks uh, you're gonna laugh at the latest album i found um mm. uh something that appeals to us southern people uh, it was jerry clower's greatest hits uh oh oh marcel Lebero. um <laughs> route one liberty mississippi um man but uh just for just because i thought it was just man it was only three dollars and i was like it was in really good condition i was like yeah why not um One of the few great clean comedians yeah exactly i mean that's another another episode i guess of the lost art of clean comedy um but yeah uh yeah nothing as far as albums go you know ever since you mentioned the dire straits album i've been looking for it uh, i can't can't find it because i'm looking for it that's just i think it that that original pressing um, is a hard one you'll have to do your research but i think well i'll, I'll find it i just i just haven't gone to a record show or anything you know that's going to be or i haven't gone over to like comeback vinyl and alfred mm -hmm. or a place like you know, some places real proud of their vinyl, so they've got all the good stuff. Um, <laughs> what about Criminal Records? Are they pretty tight on their? Yeah, they're they're all mostly new stuff now, mostly new pressings. Really? Oh, how about Athens? Is that where is that where the place to go? And uh, there's like two or three there. Um, uh, they're kind of spread out, honestly. Um, okay. 
you know, the wax and stacks is still in um, uh, little five as well. Is this like, is this like finding your own piece of straight wood? Like you need to go there and examine it yourself. You don't really want to go online and buy it. Or yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't go online. Um, Cause I was thinking, you know, the obvious place to go, you know, New York city, yeah, you could probably find some good stuff. Discogs is the, you know, the app to go on to use hmm. to, to find, um, what you call it to find, uh, um, yeah the ratings for vinyl and the the, the uh, values for vinyl actually i was actually at a uh an antique mall not too far from here and somebody had a a booth with records and they were kind of proud of the records a little too proud and yeah. i was sitting there looking on the discogs app and going what in the world and I, I was saying this stuff out loud and i said this thing's like this is twice as much as this thing is worth there's no way <laughs> didn't realize the person that had the booth was there <laughs> um and what i mean had to, I had to educate them on why they shouldn't price their value. I said, just because it's old and you think it's recognizable doesn't make it valuable. You have to look at condition. You have to look at what it's worth. I said, here, get the Discog app. If you're going to keep doing this, it's actually good to have because because I've seen some records there that have been sitting there for two years. Have you, you know, um, do you hit up a state of sales for some albums? State sometimes? sales, eh, they're usually already picked through by the time I get there. Yeah. And half the time those, because vinyls had its resurgence, unless the person died a lot of times people have already taken the vinyl and so what you find is a bunch of Engelbert humperdinck and uh, <laughs> yeah 20 20 million atlanta rhythm section albums and you might be better off with some garage sales because usually those are just sort yeah. of one-offs i mean i'll hit those but the condition's not as too favorable yeah. you know shot in the dark um, yeah, it is a shot in the dark you know like i was looking for that one beach boys album and i would stop everywhere for that but you know i Okay. I I've kind of, you know, I've I've narrowed it down to a few records. I mean, I go to there's a record store right off the square in Gainesville. It's really good. It's really small, but it's really good. Um, you know, there's one uh, up in Clayton, which is not far from here. Well, it's far from here, but it's where we're at in Georgia. It's in the mountains. And they've got this massive antique, you know, center and there's an entire center aisle full of vinyl. And that guy's got a lot of good stuff. You've been out to Monroe, right? To yeah. to their antique malls to look. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've seen a lot of it. It would take you a little while to go through all their stuff. Oh, uh, there's one that's. I'm sure there's a lot in it, but it's not organized. Yeah. And I just I don't have the time. I'm like, <laughs> you need to at least have it alphabetized because I'm like, right. oh my gosh, this is crazy. All um, right, Jason. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna round it out. Got any other uh, peace of mind to to partake on us? Peace of mind. Good song from Boston, but no. Um, <laughs> I uh, no, just. Uh, you know, keep it between the ditches. Keep That's on trucking. Say. Yeah, keep on trucking. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on Talk Tack of the Now. And uh, we're glad that we went through the punk, the funk today with you. I, I said punk, but I meant funk. And um, we will see you next time. Maybe next time, Jason, we'll make it a surprise. I don't know what we'll do. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. I see you guys. <laughs>